Welcome to PCS the podcast, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Ow! Welcome to the PCS podcast. Hello, everybody. And thank you for listening. This is Ian Rodriguez broadcasting live from Escondido, California, here on this wonderful, sunny Southern California Wednesday. Yep, work's over, and uh, the hype is building. Axl Rose bringing us in today. Thank you very much. A little bit of Pennywise to pick up the energy on this Wednesday afternoon. If you didn't recognize that, that's the album. I can't remember which album now. I am just a mess. But I've had this Pennywise album for like 20 years. So it's excellent, an excellent punk album. And speaking of rock and roll, baby, guns and freaking roses. Um, the reveal, the game videos are coming out, the inboxings are continuing. Buffalo Pinball streaming it tomorrow, don't miss it. Um, it's very exciting, lots of people are ordering this game. I've emailed some distributors, and they're telling me that the interest level is high and they can barely keep up with the emails. So, JJP has a hit on their hands. I'm sure they're going to sell all their CEs, although I'm not sure they've sold them all yet. But what I do know is that the CE launch was an absolute mess. JJP had not, did not tell their distributors how many CEs they would be allotted. So these distributors went ahead and sold a bunch of games, took their names down, took deposits, etc. And then JJP told them how many games they would actually receive to sell after the release and after inquiries had already been made and promises were made. And now these guys are having to go back and tell people they're not getting games. So that's a real bummer. And hopefully it doesn't happen again, but um, maybe JJP in their haste to release this game, or at least their excitement, maybe they just forgot that element of the uh, of the sales supply chain here, from uh, factory to, to home user. But um, anyway, that is a bummer. But I, I don't feel bad for anybody, because everybody's going to get the LEs they want, no matter what. They're making 5,000 of them. I'm buying one. I don't know when I'm going to get it, but I'm going to get it. A couple of my friends are buying LEs as well. My other friends here in SoCal, really happy for our circle. Everybody's going to share the same game and talk about the same game and get excited about the same game. And I'm just thrilled. And it's funny because I don't even care for the theme. I think GNR is a good band. I don't think they're a great band. But I just love the game, the way that they set it up, the way they designed it, what it's, how it's built, the playfield design, the lights, the features. It is a fully featured game. And I am prepared and excited to jump in. So um, we'll see what happens. But what I'm trying to do is to set up a playlist on Spotify so I can listen to this entire set list from the game over and over and over so I can become familiar with it and so I can maybe even light a fire within me for Guns N' Roses. Maybe I'll become a fanatic like the rest of you guys out there. I'm trying to see if that's possible. And if that's possible, I'm going to enjoy this game even more. So I'm going to try to get that going and get that music in my head and in my heart so I can enjoy the game more, if at all possible. I think I will though, because it's a classic band, we all heard it growing up. I know their songs, I don't, I mean, hell, we all know the lyrics to Welcome to the Jungle, right? And uh, Mr. Brownstone and My Michelle and Rocket Queen, and these are all really catchy tunes you can remember pretty easily, and I remember them when I was younger. Um, But yeah, I'm trying to just grow that, that sensation of fanaticism within me for that band. So I can really turn it up and love it when it's in my house someday. So November, December, we're hoping LEs are shipping, I'm, I'm sure. Um, evidently, there's been about 100 games already shipped as of the release date. So JJP did a, a great thing. They released, or they revealed, then they shipped. 
So good for them. They are, I guess, learning the conventional way to, to keep excitement going is to sell games immediately. You release the, the game, everybody's pumped, everybody buys. You don't give them a chance to change their mind. You make, you, make, you make them receive their games so they can't take their money back. You give them their games so they can't get their money back. It's a sale. You're creating buyer's urgency with this reveal. You might as well capitalize on that impulse and sell games. So I hope that they keep up with this demand and nobody changes their mind and everybody buys a game. I hope they sell all their LEs. Imagine that, 5,000 LEs out there. Maybe they can do it. Maybe they can't. I don't know. Well, anyway, Guns N' Roses, uh, I was listening to this super awesome pinball show podcast with uh, Dr. Pin. I don't know if that's his... Dr. Lane, I think his name is. Something Lane. Christian Lane. Um, and uh, Chris Franchi. Anyway, they do the Super Awesome Pinball Show. They interviewed Eric Minier. A very long interview. Very detailed. Very cool interview. Um, and Eric Minier... It gives this great testimonial about his his experience making this game with Guns N' Roses, with Slash. It's such an excellent interview. Go check it out. I think it's one of the best podcasts I've heard in five, in probably eight to twelve months. And when I was listening to Eric discuss his development of this game and his involvement with GNR and the way that things happened and you know the history of this this game for two years now, it's been in development. I just couldn't help but think how different he is than Keith Elwin. So go listen to Keith Elwin's interview on Super Awesome Pinball Show, and then next to that, watch or listen to the interview with Eric, and tell me you can't see humongous differences between these two gentlemen. They're so quintessentially different. At the at the roots of their souls, those two men are so different. Uh, Eric is very verbose and very very generous with his time and his energy, and his excitement level is clearly through the through the roof. Uh, Keith is much more demure, much more muted, if you will. Um, and, and obviously, when you see him at the tournaments, he's, he doesn't really want to be there when he when he wins it all and he's being interviewed. So I think he's just not really a fan of the spotlight. Uh, Eric, I'm not saying he's a spotlight hog or some attention whore, but he loves to give people information that makes them excited. And I like that about him. And I really enjoyed his interview. And it was it just made me pumped. And it made me feel good about jumping in on this thing and being part of it. And uh, really, that's what your game designers should do. They should get you excited as buyers to buy their game and tell you what the background of the game and what they meant here and how they did this and that. And they do it with some zest, you know, some enthusiasm. I like that. That's what this show is about, zest and enthusiasm. We are, I, are I, I am passionate about this topic and it always makes me smile and it really drives me. So I'm, I'm here to deliver that message. And Eric does it in spades. So go check out that interview. You're going to really like it. It'll make you want a, a GNR pinball machine. It'll make you want to buy one. But uh, lots of details there. Um, like I said, Buffalo Pinball streaming the game. Unboxing videos galore. Go check them out. Another detail I, I heard about, uh, I, I guess I was talking about Canada last time, and I was catching up on his pinball podcast, and he brought up the fact that he's going to sell his Rick and Morty because the game just plays like a clunker. And he only, he only has room for one game, so he's going to buy a GNR, Collector's Edition. So good for him. Um... But it's amazing that in the course of six months now, he reserved a game, touted it, played it, or received it, played it, found out it was poorly designed, you know, gave his podcast about that, and then now he's saying the game just shoots like hell, and it's shallow, and it's not worth owning in a home environment, essentially. So that game really did, uh, it torpedoed in Canada's mind. 
But I, I couldn't I couldn't agree with them more to be honest because I think the game is poorly designed playfield wise. I think the playfield is just uninspired. I think the light show is amazing and the theme integration is absolutely off the charts. But the playfield design is uninspired. Um, that's really the one word I can use. So um, you know that's that. There goes Rick and Morty. We'll see if anybody else is still interested in buying that game after they have to wait another year at least to receive it. Spooky better do something about their production. Kaneda brought that up too. He said if Spooky doesn't figure out a way to make more than six or seven or whatever games a week, less than ten, then they might be in a little bit of trouble here. I really agree with that. I think that Spooky needs to find a way. They need to find a way. If that's contract manufacturing, so be it. But if that doesn't happen, I don't think people are going to be saving their money for spooky pinballs and holding on and keeping their money locked up like that for a year at a time. I know I would never keep my money locked up for a year. I'm not even paying for my GNR until the guy has one ready to ship to me. I'll give him my credit card information once that game's in his warehouse or on site at JJP ready to drop ship to my address. I'm not going to do anything. My money will be mine until that's the case. Spooky, however, took all this money up front for Bloodsuckers. And, uh... I just find it incredible that so many people were willing to let them keep their money for a year or more while they waited for their machine number 700 to get built. I don't think it's going to work anymore uh, because JJP and Stern are putting out good games um, and they're putting them out frequently and you can buy four Sterns a year or one JJP a year, whatever you want, and you don't have to put money down to get on the list. You can wait for it to be ready to ship and then buy it and then have it in five days. Unless you're talking collector's edition, then you got to reserve, but it's only a small deposit. It's like a thousand bucks. Anyway, those are my thoughts about that. I don't think Spooky is going to be, um, I don't know, man. Maybe they will be viable in the sense of they'll survive, but will a lot of people be willing to put that kind of money down anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I think the game is changing a little bit. Anyway, I hope the best for them. I hope they grow enough so they can build, you know, 60 games a week or, you know, 20 games a week. Something better than 7 or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's just a matter of planning, I guess. Well, tonight's going to be a fun night. Going to go play some pinball with uh, good friend Pete. Going to play his JJP Pirates of the Caribbean very shortly here. Very much looking forward to that. Haven't played pinball with friends in a very long time. And as we all know, pinball with friends is one of the best things about pinball. Hanging out with your buddies, trying to put scores up, laughing, bullshitting, having a great time. I really appreciate you listening today. The GNR frenzy continues. In the meantime, be safe. Watch out. No, I'm just kidding. Don't watch out. Everything's fine. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening.